Welcome into the Stack Shack Podcast. My name is Nathaniel. I'm joined, as always, with my good buddy Gabe. We've got an exciting episode. Today we're going to be discussing the new Batman movie called The Batman from Matt Reeves' director, Robert Pattinson starring Zoe Kravitz, etc., etc. We got a lot of thoughts on this, so let's just jump in with some kind of initial first impressions, Gabe. Did you like it? Did you not like it? What, What were your thoughts on The Batman? I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was one of the, <laughs> my favorite movie I've watched so far this year, probably. Wow. Um, yeah. I. We can get into more detail, but I thought it was a, a solid, uh, very enjoyable movie. Even if you don't like, okay, I don't. If you don't like Batman, I don't know if you'd like it. But if you're just kind of indifferent, I still think it's a good. Yeah, it's just a good film. Just. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm kind of in the same boat. I really, really enjoyed it. The, the kind of phrase that I walked out interestingly the the thought that came to mind multiple times throughout the film and then uh, kind of thinking about it after I got home from the theater uh, was the term artistic integrity I felt like uh, this film was given the opportunity to do what it wanted to do and not feel rushed or not feel forced into trying to be something it wasn't. Uh, I I thought it was excellent. I thought it was quite amazing. What stood out to you um, about it that was particularly good, in your opinion? I think from a Batman standpoint, right? From what we've seen of other live-action Batmans. Gotcha. It was really, really nice seeing... Batman as as the detective Batman. Mm. Um, like I thought all of the scenes where it was him, oh he's finding the clues, like we're doing this puzzle. I thought it worked well as just a mystery and then you had it this is Batman doing this. Yeah. And yeah. I loved that angle. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like some I I something I noticed throughout the film um and then talked about it later. There were four of us who watched it. We were the only four in the theater. <laughs> so we kind of talked Bummer. at the same. Um the sound design we really really appreciated how um like that first scene where you see him as the batman and it's just the the leather boots thunking Mm -hmm. and yet repeats throughout the film like you can hear the leather the sounds of his leather suit Mm -hmm. um i thought all of those were really good and um even if it's gotham being completely dark all the time i thought the way they use the lighting the little lighting there was yeah <laughs> um, was also especially it added to the the atmosphere and the, the tone of the film yeah yeah absolutely i think um for me i think it was the same kind of ideas you know batman as a character one thing that stood out to me is you know when when this film was announced we knew it was going to be kind of a gritty dark take on batman right um and i know there was a, a lot of people myself included that was like okay I mean, I'm totally in, but what are you going to do differently than Christopher Nolan's Batmans? Because mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan's Batmans were pretty dark and gritty. Um, yeah. He he kind of showed that realistic style, I guess you would say, of a superhero film. And so it was like, okay, we're going to do another gritty, kind of dark, realistic superhero film with the same character... Is it going to just feel like it's trying to be the Dark Knight? And to me, it really wasn't. 
Uh, it felt like it truly stood on its own. It did what it wanted to do. And that's kind of where I bring back to this like artistic integrity. I feel like everybody involved really poured a lot of time and effort into the minute details, as well as in making this film its own film and not trying to be a Marvel film, not trying to be Christopher Nolan's Batman to be the Batman film they wanted to create. And what came out was really great. Uh, to kind of piggyback a couple of your thoughts, the detective stuff I thought was great. I absolutely uh, loved the feeling of the film. Uh, to me, it it was very much a classic noir um, in like the grizzled detective, the femme fatale. Um, it, it really played itself out as like a classic noir, but with a little extra zest on top because it's Batman and the Riddler and all of that. Um, but like the class, it's so like stereotypical of the film in that genre to open with a voiceover was a big part of that genre. And it opens with this voiceover of like Batman explaining things and, and coming in and, it just, to me, it, it made me really happy as a big fan of that genre. And then I think from a lighting perspective, something that you kind of touched on, yes, it was it was dark all the time, um, but it was almost like if you if you look at a classic noir, it's they're black and white, right? Uh, and they were very uh, commonly going to have high contrast, very dark, shadowy a lot of the time. And to me, this almost felt like a black and white film, except it was like black and different shades of yellow and orange from street lamps, um, which I thought was really cool. Um, and it wasn't something that I even noticed until like afterwards when I thought back, I was like, wow, there's not really, it's pretty dark the whole time. Uh, it's like all at night. Mostly it's all in shadows and in kind of dungy areas. Um, but it, it wasn't it, it didn't feel like it needed to be in the daytime or or have anything bright or colorful. Um I think the the lighting really played into that theme and, and it was done really, really well. Yes, to to go off of that, um one thing I, I really liked with how they did the uh the lighting. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> There's only two times that I remember throughout the film that it was during the day that yeah. we see. Mm-hmm. Uh, any of the characters yeah we have the funeral scene which uh -huh. that was one of my favorite oh, scenes throughout the such film. a great oh scene. my god <laughs> such a great um, scene we'll go into that more um but then at the end very end of the film when he's rescuing people after the, mm. the, the mm -hmm. riddler's final move when he's like i have to become hope not yeah. just vengeance yeah. yeah and that's as the dawn dawn's breaking over the mm. ruined city Hmm. I thought that was very thematically appropriate for how his character development throughout the film went. Yeah, absolutely. Let's kind of zoom in here. I want to zoom in for a second because it is going to get compared and contrast with the Nolan films. Um, as a Batman, what did you think of Robert Pattinson's portrayal of both Batman and of Bruce Wayne compared to some of the other you know, actors that okay. have played that character in the past? Um, I thought he did a, like, completely fine Batman. Okay. Um, and, and Bruce Wayne. Okay. I had, I liked, especially this is, 
a different era of Batman than we've seen in the past, right? True. In the the first Nolan film, mm-hmm. um, it was his origin, and then him becoming like his first big challenge as a Batman, right? Yeah. Um, now we're at I'm. <clears throat> I'm still just like vengeance. Like, it was a different era of Batman, so I appreciated seeing that, and I think Pattinson does a very good job of showing this different part of Batman's character progression. Mm-hmm. I liked. I thought the bat suit was great. Oh, <laughs> um, the bat suit is amazing, uh, and I liked how they. I think this is another. They're going to get compared to Nolan for it, but mm-hmm. the, um, very brutal kind of fighting style batman had in this mm-hmm. um compared to we've had you know very ninja like batman etc but this was very much like batman from the dark knight where he's just like the krav mago i don't mm-hmm. yeah um so i can see that being a comparison i thought that was it fit his character though he's I think it here did. to be fear mm-hmm. it's going it worked really well yeah um, i had no complaints with his batman or bruce wayne yeah i, I liked yeah. the we didn't see much Bruce Wayne, but it was very much I'm the ret- reticent um, orphan of the rich. Yeah, they didn't play into the playboy stereotype that he has in other films. That's or true. Other narratives. Yeah, but. yeah. I think uh, I personally, what we saw. Uh, so I guess I'll start with the Batman portrayal. I think Robert Pattinson did an amazing job as Batman. I think he fit this version of Batman very well as far as his portrayal. It it made sense. There was mm-hmm. some growth. It was, you know, Batman's not, uh, it, it's, he doesn't talk a lot, um, doesn't have a lot of dialogue, but you can still see a lot of character growth throughout the movie for him. Um, I think he delivers everything really well. I think the bat suit is absolutely incredible. Um, this is, his suit to me feels like Batman. Um, yes. I loved the focus on all the gadgets. Like, he mm-hmm. has all these gadgets because, like, growing up with, you know, the Batman animated series and just, you know, kind of being a, a yeah. fan of Batman as a kid, it was his, like, utility belt was the cool thing, right? Because he had all these gadgets on it and uh, they could do all these different things. And I, I felt that was really cool because there's so many moments that I, I felt felt pulled straight out of like classic Batman lore of the different gadgets and grappling hooks and things that he had and used. Um, and like I, and we see him with the, uh, he pulls the battering off of his chest. Uh huh. Yeah. To one, cut one, things. Not, not the and end, then he yeah. puts it back and it's like, Oh, <laughs> this is cool. This is really cool stuff. Um, uh, we don't see Bruce Wayne like at all. Almost. Um, there's like just a couple of moments uh mo- just really with alfred uh which is compare you know which is different than previous bruce waynes and and bruce waynes that we've seen in the past the nolan films and, and films before it too you see more of bruce wayne um the the character but i i was fine with not having a lot of bruce wayne this really was about batman not as much about bruce wayne um, yeah i was i really liked that aspect of it um because they even make the point, the Riddler has the line, you understand, It's this isn't my mask, my mask is my real, per- like, yeah. my real name. Yeah, that was kind of Which that, is big a, that big confrontation yeah. there. Um, and so it makes sense that all of his major character growth, besides the Alfred moment in the hospital, mm-hmm. was him as the Batman, because that's who yeah. he feels like he really is. Yeah. Which yeah. even, there's a, 
I forget what scene in the comics, what what arc, anyway, um, where they think there's an imposter in the Justice League, and Wonder Woman uses the lasso on truth and asks everyone their real name, and he responds, Batman. Mm. Like, that's who he believes he is in yeah. personality, like who he truly is. So yeah. I thought that was, I thought it added to his character a lot in this film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it, it it totally made sense for his character, and I'm totally fine. And you know what? In in sequels, which I'm pretty sure we're going to get some sequels based on the ending, um, we'll probably get a little bit more of Bruce Wayne. I, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, we have this arc of, of him going from vengeance to uh, I need to be a, a sign of hope, right? Uh, I, I wonder if that'll tie into maybe I need to use Bruce Wayne a little bit more. I have a lot of influence as Bruce Wayne, uh, compared to Batman. Like, Batman's great for some things, but maybe he's going to find some ways to use Bruce Wayne. I think that would be an interesting thing to explore, uh, for his character. But for this one, I was happy that we just got to stick with uh batman as as much as possible <laughs> what did you think story-wise riddler as a villain um and just how the twists and turns worked in the film uh what did you think of that hi so i think this is another way they're gonna compare it to nolan's the dark knight yeah because um, i felt like he had a very similar vibe to how heath ledger's joker felt Mm, not as, necessarily him yeah. as a character but like his approach to dealing with the batman mm. um like the it, unlike the joker's approach of i'm gonna make you break your morals the riddler mm -hmm. was like i'm you're going to help me do so, like there, there was that difference of he thought he was on his side mm -hmm. or was trying to get batman on his side yeah um yeah but it was a similar approach of I'm going to put you in these situations where you have to make the difficult choice. Mm -hmm. um, and then how he set up like the different, there's this situation, like that kind of thing. But I thought the Paul Dano's performance as the Riddler, especially in that final scene, mm. you really kind of see how he is. It's a different kind of psychotic than the Joker works. Yeah. And I thought yeah. they, they, I thought they, there, there was a, it's a hard line to toe, but I think they did it well. Yeah. Um, I really liked that that final scene with him in the prison, mm. not just with the Batman, but when he's talking with the unknown prisoner. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought that was we're really good. Pretty sure we know exactly who he is. Yes. Um, um, we'll get into uh, that I, later, but go ahead. Um, I also really like how when they set up all of these clues and and the, the different Riddler puzzles, mm -hmm. you could Batman definitely could tell what's going on, and then at the end where it was, he thinks. The Riddler knows who his what his real identity is. You can uh, see how that skewed his perception of the riddle, and now he's, he's yeah. He would have gotten it, except he's off. He thinks it's going in a different direction, and so mm -hmm. that 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 was a. I liked that as a, a big reveal at the end. That it was like Batman was thinking he was too smart. Yeah, he um, kind of got full of himself a little bit, like he could figure it all out. Well, not that he. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I thought that was a a good ending to it, and then. Oh, because of that, you're got put in this situation. I yeah. thought that was. Yeah. I liked the Riddler. I liked his vibe. I thought ev all of the, um, all of his video scenes very reminiscent of the Joker. Very reminiscent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I thought it worked well. Uh, yeah. Um, in the yeah. the tone. Yeah, I think I think Paul Dano did a really good job of 
making the Riddler into a different character than Joker, right? Like, yes. it, it would be very easy. Um, and, I mean, Joker and the Riddler kind of work together a lot, too, right? Yeah, um, they are similar villains. And they're similar villains, so it's it's a, it's a fine line to, to portray him without just making it look like a Heath Ledger or a Jack Nicholson ripoff. Um, And and I think Um, he did a really good job of that. Yeah. Uh, I remember Hannah, after the movie, Mm -hmm. was like, he just had, the way he smiled, like, when when they get him at the the cafe, Mm -hmm. that was so, it was just like he took a frown and literally turned it upside down. Like, the, the way he did that, oh. So Paul, creepy. <laughs> Paul Dano, in my opinion, can be is like, and I mean, I'm pulling this from like, if you watch him, and there will be blood, right? I was reminded of his role there a few times. He is just disturbing. Like he is able to play that disturbing role so well sometimes, um, and yeah, he just he just kind of evolves into a character uh really really well and i think he did a really good job with riddler i was really impressed with um the twists and turns of the riddler's riddles so -hmm. to speak um i felt like it did keep the audience guessing a little bit it wasn't too obvious but it also uh did not feel to me like Sometimes, and this is one of my complaints to some degree with, like, the Sherlock series from BBC with um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch, thank you. I just blanked in the moment. Um, With Benedict Cumberbatch, I felt like in that show, sometimes Sherlock would just come up with the answer and you as the audience were like, well, how the hell did you get to that? And it, it just he just felt like a genius who could just pull it out and it just happened to always be right. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that can be dangerous when uh, – that's an easy trap to fall into whenever you're doing a detective-style show. Um, you need to bring the audience in so the audience feels like they're helping solve the mystery, right? Uh yes. While also not making it too obvious to the audience where they're just going to instantly see it coming from a mile away. And then you also need to make it so that the characters in the show see the same kind of things as the audience and kind of solve it along with you. Rather than the characters in the show just like figure the whole thing out and the audience is sitting there going, oh, okay, I guess. You know, sure, I'm glad that turned out to be right. I don't know why they thought that was the way this was going, but it tur- they were right, and okay. Uh, and I think they did a really good job with that. I was really happy with the length. I didn't feel, I felt like it could have been easy to to do the Riddler and like, after the first couple riddles, just be like, like there's the end of the movie, you know. But I felt like it was cool that it just kept going on and on and getting a little deeper and a little deeper and a little deeper. Um, and it didn't feel rushed to me, which was cool. It wasn't yeah. like they instantly solved every mystery. There was time that had to be put in. You got to see kind of that process. And that's where I go back to this, like, artistic integrity. I feel like the whole team didn't 
rushed themselves. They they were like, well, no, we need to take this amount of time. I don't care what the total runtime of the film is, right? It's three hours, which has been criticized by some people. A three-hour movie, that's a long time. Well, I think, to me, I, I loved it. I felt like they didn't rush anything. They they didn't, you know, leave things out that that were important. Um, they they really did a really good job telling the story in its fullness, uh, without having to jump over things or just like quickly explain things or give a bunch of backstory. You really got to feel out both Gotham, this version of Gotham, uh, as well as the different characters that were living in it. Yeah, I thought the the I never had a problem with the pacing. Mm. Like it was only was it when they. They capture the Riddler, and then it's like, oh, and then it keeps going. I'm like, man, it's it's still going, but we're I'm still, still enjoying going. it. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. I had a couple of moments of those. I'm like, oh, wait. I, I would be like, oh, we're getting to the end. Oh, man, I'm kind of, but you know, oh, oh wait, no, it's still going. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's still not. going. We're going to get more. Let's go. This is amazing. Yeah. I also want, as much as I loved every Batman moment, I thought, well, there's a couple of scenes I want to bring up with him being the Batman. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I want to say I loved his performance, loved the Riddler's performance. Um, I think Zoe Kravitz as uh, Selina Kyle and Catwoman was wonderful. She I did an she amazing job. Absolutely incredible um, job. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to say on that, all of the Iceberg Lounge scenes or even with Selina, like it, it's very much hinted at what you know that like there's a stripper in the background at yeah, one point uh -huh. but it's never it's never focused mm. like even when he's like watching her after the leaving the iceberg lounge right like mm -hmm. he's staking her out it's never they could have very easily hypersexualized those moments absolutely but i thought it was done in a very tasteful way mm -hmm. like or like when he's uh when he gives her the contacts yeah and they're going through the, i thought like like this is very well done like you're you obviously know what's happening it's heavily implied of yep. what's what these people are doing, etc., but mm -hmm. it's not mm -hmm. focused on, or even with. It could have been a lot easier for them to do more of a um, voyeur shot when he's watching her through the house. Like obviously, yes. he sees her change, but it's done in a way that's a lot. I appreciated that quite a bit. Yeah, I um, agree. I agree. I think Catwoman is a character that, I mean, is she uses those feminine charms? Very uses well. the feminine charms very well and has a, a history of being very hypersexualized. Uh, yes. And I was happy to see that this film didn't hypersexualize her. Um, yes. Obviously, she's still using her feminine charm. It's the femme fatale, old trope of any noir, um, and that's her thing, right? Uh, her her attire, I thought, was really well done uh, in keeping with the Catwoman kind of theme, the sleek theme, um, but never going to the like hyper sexualized side even like you said the scene where he's like kind of looking through the window and she like changes out of her you know waitress garb into her catwoman outfit it's not sexual at all as far as how it's like portrayed it's not focusing yeah. in on certain body parts or anything it's just presented um yeah. in, or even in when um she's in the the lounge and she has to go to the bathroom right yes and like she leans over the sink but it's never focused on her her chest or anything like yeah, that. yeah 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 and it would have been easy to do to like get more people you know put these sexy catwoman shots in to try and get more people in the seats right um yes. and and i was happy as well with that and like you said all the shots in the lounge 
I think sometimes when you go into the lounge, it, it, people are like, ah, this is our time where we can throw a bunch of like really attractive people in here wearing very little clothing or none at all. If you go to the R rated side, lots of drinking and drugs and all of this kind of just craziness uh, that we can put into this scene. But that wasn't the purpose of those scenes. And sometimes I think movies will do a lot of that. And it just takes away from why we're in this bar to begin with, right? We're in this lounge to begin with. And I think they did a great job of focusing in on the purpose thematically and story-wise of why she's in there and what's going on rather than kind of putting a bunch of filler of attractive people in little clothing. Um, I think personally... Speaking of shots, I'd love to get in and hear some of your like favorite scenes. Maybe one of my favorite scenes is that scene where she has the the eyepiece in and she's walking through and she's got the red wig on and like mm-hmm. her just like power walking through the club and oh, the yeah. way that tracking shot works. I was like, oh, that's so sick! <laughs> this is dope. so cool. That was one of my favorite scenes. Um, another scene for me particularly that stood out and and was like wow that was just beautifully done is actually and i I don't know if anybody else this might be kind of a hot take i don't know if anybody else liked this as much as i did the shot after batman falls at the end of the film and he crashes into the water and he goes underwater and there's like the ripples and there's like this flickering light. And I just, I, it was, to me, it was so cool. Um, a lot of people are going to focus on the scene shortly after that where he's got the like flare and he's leading some people out yep. of the wreckage as which a cool scene, really which good. was also a great scene. But to me, the shot of him, like after he immediately, immediately after he gets submerged under the water was super cool to me. Any any scenes like that stick out to you as like, oh, that was just freaking awesome. Both of those I really liked as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I They used it as a trailer scene, but I want to say oh. it is still the sick scene. Oh. When he comes, takes out the power in the iceberg lounge, comes out of the elevator. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> That sick. with just lit by the bullets, like oh. the, the gun flares. You know so some cinematographer... <laughs> was just so excited to shoot that scene. Like, somebody sat down and was like, okay, I got an idea. And they're like, all right, let's do it. And that whoever came up with that concept is so proud of that scene, and it's so cool. Um, it so it really is cool. It landed well. The other scene that's used yeah. in the trailer that is absolutely fantastic is when the penguin is flipped over. And Batman's oh, walking forward with the cape going in the back and the fire behind him. Oh yeah, that I, I that's, wanted to bring that's up... your poster right there. Oh, that scene! I loved that whole car chase scene. Oh. I thought it was shot in a like you, you didn't get any of the oh we're seeing both cars from the helicopter view. We didn't we didn't get the uh, uh-uh. them turning the corner and the, that's like, a great point. It was shot very differently. It was always like we got lots of uh on the ground next to the car shots mm-hmm. or from the dat from the like dash cam kind from of thing. the dash cam yeah it was all uh, like it felt in the vehicle the whole time yeah yeah or like right next to it mm-hmm. um and i really i thought that added like this uh different feel to it mm-hmm. especially since most of the shots 
were like we didn't really see Batman's face for most of that car chase. It was no. mainly the penguin and it yeah. was him. I can't shake this guy. Yeah. And with Batman's, just relentless. I also <laughs> um on that note, part of this scene I really liked not just the cinematography because I, I thought the shots were great. Yeah. Especially the uh like that the final scene after he's flipped. Mm-hmm. Great. Um how they used the score there. Oh, oh my, my word. Um, Michael, G- G- I can't say his guy. G- I can't, I'm not going to say it right. <laughs> the composer. The composer. Um, <laughs> um, I thought his leitmotif for Batman, um, his, mm-hmm. the, the little like five notes, mm-hmm. um, they used it so well in that scene. They did. In that, that uh, whole car chase. Every time Batman hit the penguin with his car, it mm. started on what the first of the five notes. Oh. So like that s- final flip right then, and then you have the theme again as he's yeah. walking towards him. Yeah. Oh my goodness! It, and it his theme is menacing. In it this. is like it still horns. So like we we associate like the the horns uh, the like a, a horn symphony as mm-hmm. um, hero sounds just from anyway. Yeah. Uh, like you, you see that with all of the Avengers themes, all of that. Mm-hmm. And then they make Batman's just this very dark organ, like it's very gothic and menacing. And I loved that feel, especially for how this scene's all about the penguin trying to get away and he just can't. He can't. It's just just relentless and unstoppable forces chasing him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I loved that. It fit with his, I'm going to instill fear as a weapon. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was great. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that scene, we could talk about that scene for hours, I feel like. So good. To me, one of the things that really stood out, the sound design in that scene of the vehicle, of the Batmobile, is mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous. Oh. There were a multiple moments during that scene where I audibly said, wow. Because, <laughs> and, and you won't get this unless you're in a theater or... If you're lucky enough to have a really good sound system, I ha- obviously it's not out on DVD or, or streaming or anything, so I haven't tried it on my sound system, which is really good. It's not. I don't know if it'll be able to do it justice. I hope it can because, oh my gosh, the way the panning worked and the way the sound oh. moved around the room in the theater. Yes. Yes. During that was absolutely ridiculous. I wish I could have seen it in XD. It wasn't showing in XD. <laughs> Um, when I went, but oh my goodness, the sound was ridiculous. It was absolutely <sighs> ridiculous. And if you can see it in the theater or you have somebody you know who's got a good sound system, go see it because that scene is absolutely so out of this world. The sound that they got <laughs> out of that vehicle, I haven't actually done much research on the vehicle. I really hope that a lot of that sound was actually from the engine that's on the vehicle. Um, it sounded like some of it was because, oh my word, did that thing sound incredible. And the way they used it to like tell you, they didn't even have to show you on screen where the Batman was. You could just hear him depending on where the sound was coming from in the room. And that was so cool to me. Oh yeah. I, I want to highlight the sound design throughout the full movie again, because like, I remember the, um, when they're take, going through the Riddler's room and then they find the bat, right, in the cage. Mm, mm. Um, the That sent, like, the f- inside the cage shot. Yeah. And you can just yeah. hear the bat, like, all around the room. Mm-hmm. Or I thought that was... It just added this extra 
tenseness to yeah, the scene. Yeah, tension, yeah. And yeah. all of these, uh, every scene with the Riddler, all of his videos, like, it had that same feel where, like, we're going to highlight these just dissonant sounds mm. while he's doing, like, his final his final live stream, right? Yeah. Uh, that video, um, the, the heavy breathing you get in there, mm -hmm. the it just adds to his unhingedness. Yeah. Uh, I loved that. And yeah. then we've already talked about the, the boot sound effects. Mm-hmm. Oh. The sound effects. <laughs> the combat sound oh. effects, too. Like, the Every way punch the punches felt hit. visceral. Oh. Yes. Absolutely oh. incredible. Mentioned at the beginning, but uh, another scene I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. The funeral. Ah, oh, um, the funeral scene. Yep. And I think that also plays into the sound and the... I love the pan shots they did throughout that. Mm -hmm. Like, as he's looking around, um, I loved that aspect. Um, I like how in those pan scenes, we get a lot of, he's kind of, you get a lot of the ambiance sound of the, the crowd talking, but uh -huh. he's, it's very muted because he, he's not focused in and out at all. Oh, like, yeah. it's very much Good a, point. Um, you can tell he's not really there for anything other than he's Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's, he's looking like Bruce Wayne, but he's in Batman mode. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is, uh, I saw, the first thing I saw of the Batman was the funeral trailer. Mm. Um, and I was just looking forward to it the whole film, and then we get to it, and I'm like, this is still, this is even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Um, so good. I... Yeah, I I don't I don't know what else to say about this scene other than I just I loved it I loved the him as the Batman afterwards dealing yeah. with um oh. I can't remember the the commit the the DA, the DA. Yeah. yeah 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 that scene is really good I love that like everybody's backed up they're putting they're like bringing the bomb robot in and Batman just walks it up like. <laughs> It, it kind yeah. of brings into this, like, Bruce Wayne at this point, two years into this Batman experiment, um, he doesn't even care anymore. You know, like, yeah. there's just like, this yeah. matter of, I, I, he kind of has a little bit of a death wish. Um, he, he doesn't know if, he, if his work is meaning anything, right? And that's one of the mm -hmm. main themes. Uh, has he actually done anything? Uh, it was... It was really cool, really well done. The scene where everybody runs back and there's just the silhouette of the Riddler standing up there on the balcony. Oh. So well done. Oh, um, just so shocking, good. shocking. And and like you said, leans into that unhinged nature. Um, but also keeps the... You can tell he, he's there because he wants to, like... Like Batman said, he has to come see the, the yeah. end, like... Yeah end result of his crime mm -hmm. but then he's he has another plan like he yep. gets away all of that yeah loved that um yep. i talked about how zoe kravitz was great yes i want to say jeffrey wright is james gordon i great love james gordon throughout this whole film. oh this james so gordon good. is so good <laughs> i like he's how it kind so of good. became a not necessarily a buddy cop um, <laughs> but definitely i think it worked it's partnership Absolutely. I, I, yeah, the partnership. I really liked their dynamic throughout the whole film. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was very well done. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked the jail scene. Um, oh, super good. Yeah. Super good. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed Gordon's character and I, how it was portrayed. I, I honestly, the casting in this and everybody, and this is, I'll go back to my term, artistic integrity. I feel like everybody on the cast really put a lot of effort into becoming their character. Zoe, amazing job with Catwoman. 
right? James Gordon, mm-hmm. great character. Falcone, great character. Circus is, as Alfred, I thought did a really good job. We don't get as much Alfred, and Michael Caine is just kind of the goat Alfred. of Alfred. <laughs> uh, he's Alfred in my brain. Uh, it's yeah. hard to get him out, but I think Circus did a cool new rendition. Again, doing things... It didn't feel like a Dark Knight ripoff, which is what everybody was worried it would go- it was going to be, and it really doesn't feel like that to me. Um, Circus, I thought, was very good, helping solve some of these puzzles and things. Um, Falcone, right? Having, oh, yeah. It's John Tuturo, right? Um, yeah. As Carmine Falcone, I thought was really good. Um, Penguin, Colin Farrell... I didn't even. You don't even recognize Colin Farrell in that. Not at all. Not at all. He. I. I would. The whole time I was like, I don't. I. This guy seems familiar, but I don't know who he is. Um. So uh, amazing job there. Uh. Everybody. Everybody was great. Uh. They all really embodied their characters really well. I loved John Tutro. I thought his Falcone was just excellent. I want to see more of oh, it. Oh yeah. Uh, and hopefully we will get, well, we won't get it. Eh, spoiler, sorry. Uh, we, we <laughs> doesn't look like we're going to get any more of him, but for what he, for his on-screen time, he just smashed it to me. Uh, I want to see oh, yeah. him in another mob movie where he gets to be the mob <laughs> boss. I think he's just a great, oh, yeah. uh, great actor for doing that kind of role. And, and it's something I want to see more of him from. Let's maybe talk for just a moment. No movie, I I don't feel like any movie is perfect. Um, Maybe maybe this is an exception. Maybe this one is. But are there any things that you are like, well, I think this could have been done a little better, or this this was maybe a a troubling spot for me? Um, Nothing is jumping out at me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mentioned I liked the prison scene, but I also like it. He conveniently wakes up as they're getting ready to take his mask off, right? Or there's there's some minor conveniences plot wise, but I didn't find those problematic. Okay. It's just well, you, you got to have some minor conven- conveniences, dis- suspension of disbelief, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um. um I, I can't think of anything that's I've. I'm, yeah, I'm not, nothing's jumping out about what I wouldn't like about the film. Okay, yeah. Anything for you? So, I think the only thing that maybe, to me, um, and this is going to be a real hot take, I felt like Batman's theme was used a little too much. Okay. To me, like the the set the the musical theme. Yes, musical theme. Okay. Batman's musical theme to me was used a few too many times. Uh, okay. To me, it started to get a little repetitive and almost annoying uh, towards the end. Just that it was like the same five notes, like just kept coming up. Um, and again, this is a minor critique. And and it wasn't that bad. It really wasn't. Um, but I I feel like it was maybe used a handful of times too many. 
Uh, I would have liked to have... Um, there was a quick blip of Catwoman's theme uh, that was used at one point that I, I was like, oh, that was cool. I liked that. I felt like there, there were some opportunities maybe uh, where a different theme could... Oh, like It needed like one other theme. Uh, a better balance to to balance it out just a little bit so that it wasn't just the Batman theme over and over and over again um, in a couple spots. That's I think the only thing that really jumps out to me. The only other okay. potential minor critique. Um, and, and this to me, this isn't a critique. I can I guess what I'll say is I could understand how some people would go. It's a little slow. To me, I think the slow, methodical part is why it's so great. I loved that aspect. But if you that were plays someone, into the, the detective element, the yes. noir themes that it's going yes. for. Yes, exactly. I think if you were coming in with like a Marvel movie expectation, or like even the previous couple of DC movies, if you're like, yeah, I love Aquaman and Wonder Woman. I'm excited for the Batman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a very different vibe, and I think if you come in with the right expectations, the slow, methodical, nuanced pace is incredible. Incredible and a huge asset and one of the best parts of the film. If you come in with the wrong expectations, I could understand why you might have a critique on that. But my counter to that critique, which has been one of the more common ones, is it's a little long um, or it's a little slow. My counter to that is it's supposed to be. And that's where I say that artistic integrity. It's not trying to be a two-hour action flick. That's not what it's supposed to be. <laughs> this is a three-hour in-depth character study of Batman um, and of Gotham and of these people and, and all of these kind of relationships and things. I thought it was incredible. Uh, I loved the slow paced. I loved the noir sensibility. Uh, but I will say, if you were, don't come into this expecting Marvel. Uh, don't come into this expecting Aquaman. Don't come into this expecting Wonder Woman. Because you're yeah. not going to get it. Uh, and to me, that's a good thing because I think that kind of style is really played out and getting really repetitive at this point. So to do something new is, is interesting. Um, to kind of wrap, Oh, go ahead. I guess one thing I might say, um, as a critique, <clears throat> it leans in heavily to some of our, our, our already understandings of Batman as a character. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like they could have done more with uh, Alfred to get that more of an emotional impact when he is yeah almost almost dies. Mm -hmm. um, maybe a bit more of Batman with Catwoman. Uh, but I, I actually thought that was paid. I thought that one was done very well. I thought that was I, good. Um, yeah, I would have liked to see more, but that's not. I, I didn't have an issue with it. Mm -hmm. um, I would say the, the main thing was that they didn't. It didn't feel like there had been enough moments between. Alfred uh, and Bruce Wayne and, Bruce and Alfred, Wayne, Alfred to make that to get that uh, emotional impact. I would agree. I would agree. Um, that that might be the one thing that was a little um, undeveloped. Uh, yeah. If you're a fan of Batman, it hits you hard because you know who oh, Alfred yeah. is, right? But <laughs> you know how it works. <laughs> yeah, you know what this. Yeah, you know how it works. You've been through this before. <laughs> um, but to have it 
done just in this film it what you, you i think that would be a fair critique of of maybe something to improve on again we've spent like 10 minutes talking about things that we're critiquing and we spent 30 minutes talking about how incredible this film is so uh, that should kind of show you we're like kind of grasping at straws here to find critiques but i think it's fair to have some critiques of every film i don't think any film is perfect um to kind of jump in real quick to kind of maybe as our last kind of focus in lens for evaluating this film what do you think about this film as a part of what seems to be some potential trilogy or, or some potential sequels i should say um this film definitely uh there were i know rumors i was one of the people that was kind of in on this theory that this film uh would be this gritty batman that would hopefully one day tie into joaquin phoenix's portrayal of joker and the joker movie uh i was kind of hoping for that that was back when i was where there were a lot of rumors that this batman might be rated r um once this batman was kind of rated pg-13 i think a lot of us kind of went well I don't think we're going to be able to do it with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. We also knew when Joker came out, it was supposed to be just a standalone film. Like, they they, they weren't yeah. planning on on tying anything in, necessarily. Um, with the ending of the Batman, and this is where we're going to get into real heavy spoiler territories. Um, we basically have removed the possibility of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, right? Yeah. Um, but we did introduce a different Joker. How do you do? You, what What are your kind of thoughts on the way they're introducing potentially this sequel with Riddler and Joker teaming up or something like that? Uh, what did you think of that final kind of scene there between the two of them? Um, and the future of maybe uh, a sequel and, and maybe a couple of movies based off of this Batman. Um, I I can see it happening. Um, I I think the it. I like the idea of seeing the Batman villains team up in a a, a Batman of this like style Batman film. Yeah. I think that would be very interesting. Um, I was hoping they wouldn't go into the Joker though. Um, interesting. I. I understand he is Batman's biggest villain, but I feel like I don't know. I I like how they didn't do Batman uh, the Joker for the first villain, yep. um, knowing that we got to build up to him, we got to yep. establish that hey, we're gonna do a a good job with that villain. Mm -hmm. um, let's show that we can do a good job with other Batman villains. Mm -hmm. You gotta but earn with, the Joker. <laughs> exactly, we gotta get up there, um, especially with how good the you know the last okay. I'm I'm not gonna say Jared Leto's. Yeah, um, we. But that uh, didn't happen. No, yeah, the, the dedicated Batman Jokers, like uh -huh. the actual Batman movie, not the so DC Universe one. Yeah, um, yeah. With how good they were, I feel like you really you have to show that we're gonna do a good job before we can get up to that. Mm -hmm. um, I think they have done that, but I was still hoping they would stay away from the Joker in that. This is still early Batman. I know the Joker is gonna is always his his main villain, but um, it 
it's one of those where it's like we've seen it so many times now. Mm. I would rather them explore a different villain, and because Batman has a lot of very interesting villains. I would That's say Joker's true. easily the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's kind of like how we feel about the Spider-Man films. We can't just keep bringing back, or do, we, like how many times we've redone Bat- uh, Spider-Man at this point, and um, brought in the Green Goblin or like his big villains. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I am excited for. It. I think they could do a great job. I was just hoping they'd go a different direction. Interesting, interesting. I uh, wholeheartedly disagree, but it's because <laughs> the Joker is my favorite villain of all time. Um, That's completely fair. And so I, the way they introduced him to me in this final film or in the final moments of this film was so incredibly great. Because he just starts talking, and you're like, huh, who would be talking to him? And then he makes the, like, and once you're on top, and then you become the clown. And I was just like, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> well, I, oh, yeah, and I loved the, the final. He's like, uh, he asks the Riddler riddle, like, yes. what do you have? The least, the less you have, the more one's worth. Uh huh. <laughs> I thought that was such a good... Like, oh, okay, you're you're teaming up, but now it's that that's very much that was very good for the Joker. Yeah, like, I, that's totally his vibe. That is his vibe, and he's gonna manipulate Riddler, and he's gonna kind of grab onto him. Um, the and the the actor that plays him does just such an incredible job to me, even in just a few moments. I'm just so excited, and I know there's actually <laughs> a deleted scene where the joker talks to batman i haven't actually gotten a chance to watch it yet i I should probably do that after we we finish recording this podcast but um i'm just really excited i i love the joker i i i you say the joker's in it i'm gonna show up i just i love him as a character i think he's such a great contrast to batman um he's the perfect antagonist and we've had so you're right we have had so many great jokers over the years um you know we we all immediately think of jack nicholson heath ledger Ledger. and joaquin phoenix all did amazing jobs i think of playing the joker and um i'm excited for this new portrayal of him on film i like the idea of a team up i also to me what i would like to see that i think would be a cool, unique kind of movement here, uh, is I would like to see the Joker for more than one movie. Oh, like a, he's, he's not, his character's not resolved within the first film. Correct. Okay. I, I, to me, I think that was Nolan's intent, but unfortunately, tragically, Heath Ledger died, and he couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I know that there's been lots of talks that the intent was to have because they don't really like the dark knight doesn't resolve joker really um not not fully and i I think it was setting up to him to be a multi-film villain uh and to me that's what I'm hoping this new Joker will be able to do. I think he's a great villain, and I'd love to see him for more than one film. I'd love to see him get a 
multi-film treatment where we can really get to know him, really get to build that dynamic between Batman and Joker. Um, and, and maybe the way is Joker kind of at the, maybe the next movie is mostly just Riddler again and Penguin. I think we're, we've set up Penguin's going to try and take over, obviously, uh, in this power grab. That's definitely set up as well. So maybe it's Riddler and Penguin in the next movie, but Joker's kind of pulling some strings in the background, um, doing, having some conversations and things. And then maybe the third film, maybe that's if if we do it as a trilogy, maybe that's our big apex of Joker as the real main villain of maybe the third film. I don't know how many films they're planning on doing. I don't think they have a number. Um, I think this first one was definitely a bit of a test run of like, okay, we're gonna give you standalone Batman. We're not gonna make you pull him into other, you know uh universes and things which i think is a good move by dc uh, unfortunately their next few movies are all going to be intertwined again um <laughs> which frustrates I think you me need the standalones first i think well. the i think the stand they're still going to continue trying to do aquaman and they're doing the flash and black adam and stuff I mean, I hope they're they're good, but to me, they just feel so cheesy and overdone at this point. Uh, I think focusing in more on the Batman, letting him have his own series. If they try and bring him into a movie with this the their cinematic universe, I'm going to be very upset. Um, I agree. because I think that's just a slap in the face to everybody who created this Batman and put so much work and effort into creating uh, a standalone storyline, a standalone kind of maybe a trilogy, maybe four movies, who knows how many movies. Um, I think they've set up a good team that has the potential to go for a lot of movies on their own, and that's what I hope they do. Um, yeah. Um, I like I th I feel like if they continue with this Batman, they could do not bring him into I don't want him in the D the DC, DC cinematic yeah, universe. Yeah, no. But I would love if they start bringing in some more of like they mentioned Bloodhaven at the end. Bloodhaven is the city that uh the first Robin eventually goes off to. That's right. That's his city to defend. Um that's obviously down the road when he's not Robin anymore. Yeah. But, like, they have some little nods like that that, mm -hmm. for comics books fans, great. We just love having that little, uh, little nod, right? Like us with Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. But I could definitely see them being like, oh, well, especially with how much the orphanage was a big theme. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. I could see them bringing in Robin and bringing in that dynamic, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, stick um, with Batman and stick with his, like, core cast of characters. Absolutely Catwoman. Absolutely Robin. Um, and and, and uh, kind of play into yeah. that a little bit. And there's multiple Robins too, right? Um, yes. So we could we could get quite a few. We could. There, there's oh. plenty of characters there to to kind of flesh out more stuff with. I think. I think that's a good yes. point. Yes. Um, without going into the cinematic universe, mm -hmm. and I would be completely fine if they take some of those extended like these other characters and bring them into the cinematic universe and just have it be like oh batman would kill me if i did this or something um mm. without bringing in this batman yeah i feel like yes. there is another tone... batman in that universe we've seen him before 
Um, <laughs> and to be yeah. fair, that I think Ben Affleck actually did a really good job as Batman. I think he was just handed absolute crap to work with. Yeah, and not a good right, not like, a good script. Yeah, <laughs> there's only so much you could do as an actor. <laughs> His portrayal is fine, I think. He just storyline wise, those movies are such a hot pile of garbage in my opinion uh i it's not his fault it's not any of the actors faults really um you know i think jason momoa i think does a pretty decent job as playing aquaman it just aquaman is just not that good of a movie (laughs) um and you know that's unfortunate so uh i'm excited for this this cast of characters i'm excited to see the future i as a total fan of joker as a villain i'm so excited to see (laughs) potentially a new portrayal of that um with a new actor uh and i just i'm i'm excited i came out of that going oh yeah oh yeah this was a good movie i can't wait for the next one (laughs) yeah Uh, just you you get about it get out of it and it's not like uh you have to sit there and stay with it like i think there are definitely afterwards like looking back there are definitely some things like oh that's interesting like mm-hmm. sitting with the movie yeah um but it was just one like you get out and you're like that was just really good yeah that, <laughs> that was really was good just a really solid movie i solid, really enjoyed it. really good movie yeah and and i don't feel like something that's happened to me like with marvel movies recently i get out of them and i felt like i just like went to work like I, I ha, I, yeah. All right, I gotta go see Spider Man, so I know what the heck's going on in Doctor Strange, so that I know what the heck's going on in Scarlet Witch, and so I know what the heck's going on, and 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 I watch it, and I'm like, okay, all right, what's next? I gotta like, let me get my storyboard out here and figure out what's <laughs> happening. Like, I just, it's almost law. It's almost feels like a chore now to go see anything Marvel. I, I'm still seeing everything Marvel. Um, because I'm a part, I, I, I have the benefit of, I have watched everything up to this point. So I do understand what's going on. Um, but the reason I go see Marvel movies almost at this point is because I'm like, well, I don't want to get left behind. (laughs) I'm in this far. I guess I better keep up with it. Um, whereas this, this was new, it was fresh. Um, I just was, I, I enjoyed it. I had fun. I went to the theater. I, I enjoyed the film. I had lots of exciting moments. The first shot of the Riddler where they're in the apartment and like, he's not there. And then all of a sudden you just see kind of like a black silhouette of him with his mask and everything. I was like, I literally went, Whoa, in the theater. Um, there were some cool, cool moments and, and I just enjoyed myself. Yeah. I was I had a very great time. Um I would recommend anyone go watch it. Yes, absolutely. If you if you like I would say go in with this isn't a normal superhero film. This is more of a Yeah, don't a expect more. Yeah. Um yeah. you still get like there's plenty of great action sequences plenty. um that really fit the tone, which mm-hmm. is perfect. <laughs> Highly recommend. Yep. Absolutely. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 overall. I was as well. <laughs> ah, look at that. 9 out of 10. Yep. Yep. Solid. Now, Great film. Last last question. Okay. This or The Dark Knight? Okay. I got asked this question by my friend <laughs> who was with me in the theater. He's like, okay, I want you to compare Christian Bale's 
portrayal of Batman and Bruce Wayne versus Robert Pattinson's portrayal of Batman and Bruce Wayne. Um, specifically Dark Knight to this one. And here is my statement. Um, I think it is absolutely unfair to compare this movie to The Dark Knight. If you're going to compare this movie to any of the Christopher Nolan movies, you have to compare it to Batman Begins, in my opinion. And this okay. movie is much better than Batman Begins, in oh, my opinion. Yes. <laughs> Dark Knight is easily the best of the Nolan trilogy. It is. Now, I I think... And, and the reason I say it's unfair is... Well, one, The Dark Knight is on a lot of people's, like, top ten, top five movies of all time. Just period movies. So, like, yeah. it's it's unfair in that level of, like, to take basically one of, by most accounts, in fact, I would say almost everyone will say that's the best superhero movie of all time. And, like, instantly try and live up to that. And I think this movie did a good job of not trying to. It just did its yes. thing and didn't worry about whether it was living up to the Dark Knight or not. But more importantly, I think, The Dark Knight is the second movie. The Dark True. Knight, you can't... The Dark Knight... Some of the things that are done in The Dark Knight, you can't do in the first Batman movie. You have to build up to it a little bit, right? Um... Bruce's relationship in The Dark Knight. If you just dump someone in on that, it doesn't have the impact it's supposed to. Um, it still is an incredible movie, and Heath Ledger's performance is one of the greatest performances of all time. Uh, and Joker is a is probably the best is in my opinion the best villain of all time. Again, that's why I say I don't think you can compare this movie to The Dark Knight. I don't think it's fair to because this movie does not have the advantage of having the Joker as a villain. The Joker's the best villain, it, yep. just period. period. And so if you don't have the Joker, then you can't compete with it uh, in, in some respects. It also doesn't have Heath Ledger's performance, which is just one for the ages. Um, and so I think it's unfair to compare a movie that is trying to launch a series versus a movie that was put out right in the middle of a series. Uh, I think it's also a little unfair to compare between the two. Um, they have different villains, right? They are different movies, and I think that's a good thing. As far as which which is better, I still liked The Dark Knight better. It's again, it's probably in my top. It's I would say it's probably definitely in my top ten movies of all time, and. Uh, this movie was not in I don't think I would put this movie quite in my top 10 of all time like that's a really hard list to get into um, <laughs> yeah. you can be a 9 out of a 10 movie and not I guess it's the difference between a 9 out of a 10 and a 10 out of 10 I've given out like only a handful of 10 out of 10s in my life and The Dark Knight to me is one of them um, this movie is not quite as good now all of that being said this next batman movie could i, I think it has the potential to be um and i don't want to and again i don't want the comparison well it's not as good as the dark knight so i'll just go watch the dark knight no 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 you need to see this movie it's really really good it's definitely different 
Uh, and that, I think, makes the comparison difficult uh, yeah. between the two films. They're different movies, and that is one of the biggest strengths of this Batman is it didn't try and be a better version of The Dark Knight. It tried to be its own movie. It kept its artistic integrity to stick in what it wanted to say and the movie it wanted to put out without getting too caught up in we have to compete with the Dark Knight. It didn't try to compete with the Dark Knight and by doing so came out with just an incredible product. Yeah, completely agree. This is a very different different take on Batman and so it's not fair to compare the two yeah. in terms of that narrative. Mm -hmm. Okay. Beautiful. Well, with that, <laughs> we'll bring it to an end of this week's episode. Really looking forward to the next couple of months. We got some great pieces of content coming out uh, that we're excited to cover. Thanks for listening. As always, it means a lot to us if you can like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. It helps us out a lot. And uh, our socials will be down in the description if you want to come connect with us there. Get some up-to-date comments on movies we like to post there. Join in some of that back-and-forth dialogue. We're always excited to discuss movies there. So until next week, see you later.